Uh, oh, speaking of gaslighting, right? No, we're not doing that, Craig. I love and support you. I will become a robot. Right. But, but yeah, no, I I have really enjoyed this series. I love CRD. Like I I, I like you know. I wish him the best. You know, Especially going full time. Full time. Yeah. But I mean, I'm happy to support him, you know, and I'm happy to get more regular content. Mm-hmm. It it brightens my day every time I see one of his videos. Like, there's a few YouTubers that when I see their videos, I'm like, I have to watch this as yeah, soon as I'm, possible. Yeah, and he's I'm one jo- of them. Yeah, I've jokingly called uh, Katha Raid Dude uh, to Anita, the bastard child of Technology Connections and Techmon. Yes, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, but he took over after his mom more than his dad. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah, his YouTube channel is one. Um, there's a YouTube ta- channel I watch called Grim Reapers. Mm-hmm. They're a DCS group that um, do a, a pretty wide variety of stuff. But I, I, especially whenever one of their war games pops up, I like watching those because they'll run interesting scenarios in DCS world. That are a lot of fun. Yeah, my YouTube is uh, divided to like random tech shit, gaming, and then cooking stuff. So if you go to my subscription feed, it's like uh, recipe, 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 obscure, uh, you know, uh, 80s uh, computer, uh, retro gaming, retro gaming, uh, somebody doing a review on cheap ass bologna. And no, I'm not joking. Uh, I went to my subscriptions just to see what was. Uh, recent, and one of them is who has the best cheap ass baloney, and it's a baloney throwdown. Yeah, which I'll be watching that later with Anita, most likely. Interesting. Yeah, I have. I go through phases on my YouTube channel where I will subscribe to and then unsubscribe mm-hmm. to, like whatever. Like, there's you know a huge amount of people that are kind of in whatever my current like hyper fixation is. I guess, and I. For me, that would be Splatoon lately. I, well, I had a moment today playing uh, the Silly Squid game of, oh my god, some of this uh, stuff I've been listening to has actually clicked, and I made uh, what felt like an actually really good play. Yeah, Granted, I was playing with an absolute shit weapon because of the game mode, but I'm not sorry, continue. So my, my YouTube channel, or my YouTube subscriptions, is kind of filled up with really weird history people, military (laughs) history people. Like I stumbled across this YouTuber called laser pig and he's a fat British, a fat gay British man who talks military history. And I don't, I don't know if it's a bit or if he's actually drunk all the time, but it's (laughs) lovely. And then through his his YouTube channel, I found a few others that are kind of along the same vein. So not quite as drunk and angry, but they're kind of irreverent history people. It's beautiful. So there's like that, and then um, uh, stuff like Knowing Better and Mm. uh, Emma Thorne. And the friendly atheist, like a whole bunch of, you know, basically anti-Christian, mm-hmm. anti-right-wing content, and then like tech stuff, and the Jimquisition. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Jim- kind of Jimquisition is something we watch every Monday. 
even if Adita has really no interest in it. She uh, absolutely loved Jim, uh, Jim Stephanie Sterling. Yep, we thank God for them. <laughs> uh, have my uh, silly squid stuff, and then more like general gaming, and also some retro stuff. My cooking, uh, random tech stuff. Um, and you talking about big fat uh, gay British guys made me think of uh, Big Clive. Although yeah. he's uh, although he's not usually drunk, but he has a bit now where he. Every so often, where he carbonates a, a random liquid, uh, usually alcoholic. Yeah, uh, to see how it handles it, and usually it, it's it's a poor choice. <laughs> uh, I have some of my coffee stuff. I have a, a few channels for that. Uh, although one seemed a little bitter today, uh, uh, I was watching a review of just some random coffee gear, just kind of in the background. And he uh, uh, says, uh, you can brew your coffee however you like, or however James Toffman told you to brew it this week. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> damn! Calling him out. That's I mean, funny, I, though. I mean, I probably should prune some of this stuff, because uh, a couple of the cooking ones have kind of fallen off of, or they've kind of gone uh, uh, into some weird areas. Like, one is pretty much just doing podcasts now, uh, radio show-esque. Which is fun and all, but... Then there's, uh... uh yeah, I, I just don't want to listen to that, uh, at least on YouTube, while doing them on a uh, podcatcher. Yeah. I, um... I have now got a strong aversion to shorts. I was... I, I liked shorts oh, for a I've while. I always hated them. Yeah, well, I've now gone the other direction on shorts, especially, like, it. so if you put, like, if, if a YouTube channel has shorts every once in a while, it's fine. I just kind of ignore them. But if you start filling up my feed with shorts, I just unsubscribe. Oh, uh, I have an add-on that actively blocks shorts uh, on Chrome. I should do that. <laughs> I do, I think, I do I like to sometimes lay in bed and watch shorts on my phone or something. Like, that's, that, but, like, that's different. Like, I don't want shorts to show up while I'm trying to look at, at the YouTubes, the actual right. YouTubes. I think it actively blocks anything that's uh, below one minute and one second. Uh, so, it, uh, because YouTube doesn't have a way to actually filter out shorts, because that doesn't make the money, right? Yeah. So, the thing, I think it's that's how it's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a thumbnail. Uh, are you subscribed to iFixit? No, I'm not. Okay, well, they have a MacBook teardown of the 2023 uh, version, and it's great, and it has uh, them with a piece of cheese, <laughs> like it's a cheese grater. <laughs> nice. Oh, so yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, while we're talking, I'm going through and unsubscribing from YouTube channels I don't watch anymore. A lot mm. of them are just dead channels that haven't posted in months or years. And, like, mm. that's, you know, that's fine. Like, people move on or their life changes or, you know, maybe something bad happens. You know, I hope not. Mm. But people do get sick or die or... Or just get frustrated with YouTube. Because yeah. that's really what happened with me. And also it didn't help that, you know, uh, one of my main ways of having new content got 
fucked over, so there was also that. Yeah. Keep him. As soon as I finish unsubscribing from these current... Oh, and there's also a few anime things, because of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, Mother's Basement. The terrible canceled Final Fantasy anime. The Pokemon manga they want you to forget. <laughs> Although he has a point on this one. Just let Goku die. Yeah. I mean, I like Goku. Mm. He's a fun character, but yeah, there's other characters. Alright, is there? And you could make new characters. I mean, mm-hmm. Gohan is basically just Goku. Mm-hmm. Alright, that, that got rid of a decent chunk of subs, but I have more. But I'm not going to go through those right now. Yeah, because we have story time. We have story time. So, Speaking in, of emotional damage. Yeah. Is Father what is is Father's Day specifically a US holiday or is it other countries as well? I think at least uh how we celebrate it it's a US holiday. I could look into that. Uh Father's Day is celebrated annually on the 3rd Sunday in June in the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, India, and this just says a number of other countries around the world. So it's not just an American holiday. Mm-hmm. So this uh, this past week was Father's Day, and I wasn't going to do anything except call my dad and say, hey, dad, happy Father's Day, mm-hmm. and then go about my business. But Sunday morning, they texted us, and we're like, hey, do you guys want to go out for dinner for Father's Day? And Katie and I had a little chat, and we're like, yeah, it's probably a good idea, like, you know, to keep them happy. It's it's like managing gotta, gotta, toddlers. Gotta keep, that, like, gotta keep that inheritance, right? Yeah. Dude, for real. Like, my parents are fucking loaded. If they don't fuck it up, and, like, something doesn't happen that, like, that, like takes that away... Or they just they, will it all to Trump. Which they might do. Um, You know, I will be set for the rest of my life. My parents are worth genuinely at least... Ten million dollars. Like they had every, they had all of their property evaluated in their business. Mm. My dad's business was evaluated at ten million dollars. Like, I hate, I like for many reasons, like not just mm. the money, but like I hate that my parents are such awful, toxic people that I can't spend time with or really get along with. But for better or for worse, that has made me into the person that I am today, and I think I'm a much better person for doing what I'm doing as opposed to just, like, going along to stay in the family business to have access to the cash now. Not getting a real job like the family business? Right. God, it broke my dad's heart when I had wanted nothing to do with his business. And you never could understand why. Other than just, like, I didn't want to to do it. Like, I wanted to do something else. Like, he never could understand. Like, because my dad is incapable of of being self-aware and admitting how much of a narcissist and all the bad things that he's done. Like all he cares about is well, being right, being self-centered, you know, he just lacks that self-awareness to be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I did a lot of bad things to you when you were a kid and I understand why you resent me. I've tried, I've tried to talk to him about it, but anyways, that's not what the story's about. That's not what story time is. (laughs) Well, that's a sad story. (laughs) That's the story for my therapist that I've talked to on a regular basis about. No. So they call it or, text us like hey you want to go out for father's day and it's important to manage them like a toddler every now and then so that you know we can be like no no we're busy other times and it's fine 
So we we go out for Father's Day. We meet them for dinner at Outback Steakhouse in Cleveland, Tennessee, if you are so inclined to look that up. That's about equidistant between our, our two houses. So, you know, we like steaks. They like steaks. It's right in the middle. Not too difficult. But, I mean, it's Father's Day, right? So you would think Outback doesn't do reservations. Most restaurants, unless you're like a really fancy restaurant, don't do reservations anymore. But they do... Call ahead seating. So you can, you know, you can call mm-hmm. for in case you've never done this before, dear listener. I don't know. Maybe you're someone who just hates talking on the phone. You have anxiety. You can call ahead and you can say, hey, you know, we're coming with X number of people. We expect to be there at this time. And they'll put you on a list. And basically, because you've called ahead, you get priority for, for tables coming up at that time. I mean, there's still a line. You know, if there's 10 people who call ahead for the same time, will they go on the line just like somebody who didn't call ahead, you know? But, well, but it's like the fast pass, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, my parents didn't do call ahead seating. Oh, and so we get there, and they're like, "Yeah, the wait time is like an hour." And uh, what was it? They told us it was an hour and fifteen minutes, and we waited for forty-five. Um, and I really don't care. Like, I didn't care to wait. I didn't care. You know, my dad usually gets really upset about that, but also he didn't care. I'm pretty sure he had, like, started uh, pre-drinking before they even left the house. Because um, he seemed like he was a little little, little buzzed up, a little jazzed. Um, so, you know, we, we get there and, and we're waiting. And my mom... My mom generally hates confrontation. She gets really weird anytime there's any kind of confrontation. Like, she kind of stares off to the side. She won't look you in the eye. She's very anxious about it. And that, I'm pretty sure I know what that is, but, you know, that's not the story. <laughs> she just she does not do confrontation well. But Sunday night, she was, like, on one. She was being very much like a boomer Karen. So she kept going up every few minutes. Is our table ready yet? Is our table ready? We're hungry. Is our table ready? I'm like, Mom, chill out. You didn't call ahead. It is uh, Father's Day. Like, we're up here for dinner. I mean, it's almost as bad as Mother's Day. Like, we can go. If if you really want to, like, we can go somewhere else. That's fine. No. we. Your dad wanted to go to Outback, so we're going to eat at Outback. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I'm just going to go over Pre- here. Pretend I'm not related to you. That's pretty standard. The only thing that made that weird is that, like, it's my mom, and she doesn't usually do that. My dad usually does stuff like that. She didn't. My dad got a drink from the bar and sat down, and he was fine, air quotes. So this goes on for the entire time that we're waiting for a table. Finally, we get a table. And, you know, I'm I'm fat, right? I'm fat. There's no other way around it. But I'm not so fat that I can't fit in most places. Mm-hmm. My dad, on the other hand, is so fat that there are lots of places he can't fit. So they got us a booth for our table, and my dad did not fit in the booth. And my mom was like, How, why, why don't you make your booths big enough for big people? Why, don't, why didn't you give us a because table? He's, because he's not big. He's big. <laughs> he's- I, mean, I mean, I'm fat, but I can at least fit in booths. Yeah, I can too. You know, but my, uh, you know... So my mom was like, As a I didn't... preferred thing, no, but I can fit. 
they were like, well, why, why didn't you give us a table? Blah, blah, blah. And she's going off, and the lady's like, and you can go back on the list and wait for a table. My dad asked for a chair. He's like, I'll just sit on the end of the table. It's fine. So they brought him a chair. He sat at the end of the table, and like, I we give him his Father's Day card, and basically it's like, I'm buying dinner. Don't argue with me. Mm-hmm. That that's like that's your Father's Day gift because I can't get my dad anything. He's impossible <laughs> to buy for. Because if you buy him something, it's always like, oh, like no matter what it is, and because he's got money, he buys whatever he wants anyways. Mm-hmm. So as like as a gesture, I was like, I'm buying dinner. Don't argue with me. Usually, like experiences make him happy. So. This is this was a novel experience. We almost never pay for food. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's there. We get the table. And this kind of behavior, this, like, entitled behavior continues the entire meal with my mom, like, asking for really... And maybe my kind of nerves were already shot on this, but she was like, yeah, I want this, and I don't want this, this, and that. Now, I want to make sure you heard me. I said I don't want cheese on it. Like, right? Did you hear that? Oh, I don't want sake. cheese. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, that's going on kind of in the background the whole time, the entire meal. And I, like, I, I stand up at one point. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. And really, I walked over to our waitress. I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry that my parents are this way. They're assholes. They're being assholes tonight. I'm just glad my father's already drunk. Yeah. I was like, my dad seems pretty chill. He's had a few, like, I'm paying for, for dinner tonight. I know it's not like a full apo- like a full apology, but I'm gonna give you a good tip. And she was like, Oh no, it's it's okay. I'm like, it's not, but thank you for being very nice to me. And I love you. Yeah. So then while we're, you know, eating dinner and you know, salads and whatever, mm-hmm. they start talking I mean, we do have some positive conversations. We're talking about, you know, their yeah, our- right wasn't one of them. We're talking about like our garden and um, stuff about work for me and some issues that I'm having with at work right now, which is part, you know, st- part of story number two. And mom goes, because we somehow, I don't know how this came up, but somehow genetic GMOs came up, genetically modified oh, organisms. And my mom is super anti science and like all aspects. And so she thinks GMOs are, like, gonna cause you to have, like, weird DNA splicing, like, you know oh, how that's people... that's the vaccines. You know how people are, uh, will say, who don't understand how this works, like, well, they spliced the genes from a, a fly with a, a blueberry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like, they made a living blueberry fly. It's like, no, that's not how that works. My mom believes that. Ugh. And she goes, yeah, I saw on Fox that, that Putin oh, came boy. out and said that he was banning GMOs from Russia because of how much they were causing cancer or something like that. And I just, the the eye roll from me was audible. And my dad very surprisingly goes, no, honey, that doesn't have anything to do with GMOs. That has to do with the fact that um, there's all this, these sanctions on them. So he's just saying that to save face and try to make a political statement about it. And I'm like, wow. So proud of you. uh, He he found the bummer curve where he's just drunk enough to not be an asshole, but uh, not too drunk to be saying gibberish. Yeah. And and so that kind of shut mom down. 
He's perfected his alcoholism. I'm so proud. Then, then Jesus came up. Mom was like, so, are you going back to church yet? I'm like, no, Mom, we've talked about this. I really don't want to talk about this at the dinner table. She's like, because I, I recently um, have... I didn't cut my hair a lot. I cut it a little bit because I mm-hmm. had like some, you know, some tangles and some tats. Like I just didn't take good care of my hair for a while. So, you know, you got to cut it short, get rid of all that stuff, mm-hmm. clean up the split ends. She was like, I see that you cut your hair. Does that mean that you're finally going to be coming back to church? I'm like, what? No, I just am like make, we're making my hair nice. She's like, well, you know, like they say, and whatever Bible verse, uh, train up a child and, the ways of the Lord, and they'll not depart from them, or something like that. You know, she spouts off this Bible verse, and I'm like, nope, not going back to church. And my kid, you know, I've, I've talked about this, about this before. Katie's Christian. King sometimes, well, she's more religious and spiritual than, mm-hmm. like, Christian. She doesn't like modern-day Christianity, but there's similar, anyways, you know, so she... um you know, is religious, spiritual. My kid does stuff with her sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. And mm-hmm. my kid goes like, "Well, mom says that's not what that that what that verse means." <laughs> and like me and Katie both like give him a death stare. Like, don't don't go there. We're at the restaurant, kid. Uh, we'll abort, talk about abort. it later. And mom was like, "Well, since your daddy's not a Christian, he wouldn't know what it means." And then I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, sure thing, sure thing, mom. If that's how you wanna." Mm-hmm. That's how you yeah, want to yeah, take yeah. it. Now, what's that verse about uh, women not uh, talking and right? Yeah, not uh, you know you're not supposed to wear pants and speak in church and mm-hmm. yeah. So shut um, the fuck up. So then after that, near the end of dinner, we're you know winding down, um, just kind of waiting on the check. And my dad pulls out um, this like little little box like a little jewelry box type thing and he hands it to me and he's like here's all these son and i'm like what what is in here he's like well you know when you were over at the house last time and i got out that ring and i showed it to you and mm-hmm. sent it home with you it got me thinking and i wanted to get out all my old rings and your your grandfather's rings and i just thought it was time to pass them on to you and i like i've been down this road with him before and i say dad i will take this but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not interested in these things. We've had this conversation before. If you give them to me, I will thank you for them. And then there's a good chance that I'm going to get rid of them. So I'm not going to lie to you about that. I'm yeah, not how many pawn shots were we driving, driving past? And <laughs> did I tell you about the ring? I can't remember if I did or not. I haven't really told I, very I many people briefly. about this. Okay. Um, like, I should, I should send, take a picture of this and send it to you. This how is, gaudy is Oh. Uh, on a on on a scale from uh twenty five cent gumball you know, uh, out of a dispenser thing to Pope. This I mean this thing looks like it should be fake costume jewelry, but it's it's like I think it's eighteen karat gold. It's got this huge black onyx stone in the middle, and then a bunch of diamonds around it. It does not want to. Take a good picture. Focus right there, phone. Give me the diamonds. I don't. I don't have like a quarter here. Yeah, I have this bottle cap. Bottle cap for scale. But anyways, I, I say this to him. Oh, like, no very, I don't have any bananas in here either. I don't eat bananas anymore. 
I like them, but as far as fruit goes, bananas has the most carbs per serving of any other mm. fruit. And the most radiation. <laughs> that too. Uh, look at it this way. If I eat enough bananas, I develop superpowers. Unfortunately, that superpower may be cancer. Incredible edible colon cancer. But anyways, like I say this to him at the dinner table, and his face, you would have thought that I had like stabbed him in the heart. And he gets all huffy and mad. He's like, if I give these to you, I expect them you to keep them. And I said, no, if you give them to me, they're mine, and I'm going to do what I want with them, which is likely to be getting rid of them. And he gave them to me anyways, and he was like, you'll, you'll keep them. I know you will. I know you'll change your mind and do the right thing. So what's the nearest pawn shop? So I, like, legitimately, I think that this ring that I sent you a picture of is worth probably five grand. Between the gold and how much gold there is mm-hmm. and all of the stones and sort of, like, scrap value, it's not worth as much. But yeah. I think, like, given what it is, I'm going to take it and get it appraised. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other stuff is honestly, like, just trash. I- I'm going to have it all double-checked just to be sure because, like, mm-hmm. there's the possibility of, like, these older class rings and commemorative rings are real so on the off chance that they actually are valuable, I'm going to get them checked out, but they look just like generic, you know, class rings and stuff that you might see. But he was he was big mad. But I have learned, like, because I've lied to him before. He's given me stuff and I've gotten rid of it, and he's found out about it, and then he has blown the fuck up on me. So now I'm just I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell him up front, I'm a grown-ass man. What's the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. So that's that's that. And... There were, I will say, I mean, you know, I'm kind of bitching about the the exhausting and I guess you could say interesting parts of the story. There were some bits of it that were nice. My, da- You're right. My dad was like uh, the right level of drunk that we could have some decent conversations talking about my work, my career, where I'm at. He seems to have made peace with the fact that I'm never going to be interested in the family business. That came up in a little bit. Uh, the, it's a tire shop, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just making sure I remember that correctly. Yeah, it's kind of expanded over the years a little bit. He does some more sort of general auto mechanic work as well, but tires are his primary business. Um, mm-hmm. He um, back in the early uh, web, um, oh, e-commerce days. You know when eBay was really eBay and Amazon were really starting to find their feet, and store some stores were starting to develop their own e-commerce shops. He had perhaps one of the only forward-thinking ideas I've ever seen him have, which is, you know, the internet is definitely here to stay. I should start an online business. And he started selling tires and wheels and things online, Mm -hmm. and he made a fucking fortune. And he dropped the entire delivery side of his business, and he now only does online stuff and work in his local shop. He's got a couple of trucks that he uses for when he needs to go, like, pick up big orders and stuff. but. He doesn't like he, you know. He basically uh, had the right idea at the right time. Right idea at the right time. Mm -hmm. So that's, but you know, I've got I've talked to you some about it. I've talked to my therapist a ton about all the trauma that I have associated with that place. Like when he dies, if you know, mom has said she's going to sell it too, but like you know, whenever he dies, one of us or both of us is going to sell it. Although, I will say the one positive thing out of that is for tax purposes, I'm one of the 
officers in in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you get I a badge? How it's listed? I don't, I don't. I have a business card somewhere. I need to get a new oh, no, one. No, wait, wait. I just realized the ring. It's your badge. Ooh, right. It's like a signet. <laughs> ring. It, it, it's it's the ring of office. Yeah, but um, the one good thing about it is that I got to set my own title. So I oh, am no. the. I am the corporate VP of moon-based operations. <laughs> uh, I just went for that uh, you know, contract from NASA to really make your uh, time shine, right? You know, we, he actually has sent some stuff to NASA once. <laughs> that really, like, legit happened. They were one of the Mars rovers. They were looking at different different ideas, different stuff. And so like they sent out a contract to people for like, Hey, if you've got experience, you know, we'd like to buy some different stuff, do some testing. And it was like, dad knew a guy who knew a guy who put his name into the hat. And we got a phone call from NASA at one point. And they were like, Hey, I bet that made your mom happy. No, no, they're going to, they're going to kill us to keep the uh, idea that the uh, planets round uh, uh, in the schools. I honestly don't remember what her reaction was to it. Dad was like pumped. I was too. Honestly, that was pretty fucking cool. We wound up, they did wind up buying some stuff, not for the rover. They're like, he sat on a panel and talked about tire composition and design and like presented a thing to them. And then they bought like some golf cart wheels and tires for one of their facilities. So we did not put anything, send anything to space, but we did talk to NASA at one point. That was pretty badass. Um, story number two, this one has to do to work. I was, boy, howdy, I came home and like just kind of crashed for a little while because of this. So I've mentioned this before, but it's been almost a year ago when this whole saga started. There was a client at my office who lived in one of the assisted living facilities for the severely mentally unwell who killed himself. Mm -hmm. And there were some issues with his paperwork and some issues with documentation. And it seemed like there had been some people who dropped the ball. Um, it's, it's now been confirmed at the time I speculated. I think that's why my former boss quit. She was kind of forced out. They didn't want to fire her, but they forced her to resign. Mm -hmm. That actually has been confirmed. And one of the social workers that works for us also quit because of that. Um, and, and beyond just, you know, the fact that it was a, you know, loss of life, which is never good. We got sued and they've kept that hush hush for a while, Mm -hmm. but I had to be sort of read into the lawsuit today. I have not done anything wrong, but when my former boss left, I was the only therapist at our location for six, seven months, something like that. And so I inherited her entire caseload, which included, which included this individual. And there was some stuff in his file that because the documentation was wrong, I had to go in, I had to fix some things. I had to amend some documents. And it's like, it's a, you know, it's a process. Like you go in and like, you can do this. It's not like you remove the old stuff and replace it. Like you go in and you do sort of addendums and corrective notes and they all link back to the stuff. And so this lawsuit has been ongoing in the background for not quite a full year, something like eight, ten months. Um, and I got a call today that was like, hey, you've had, you know, you you were the one who made the corrections to this person's file. We need you to meet with our legal team, like, today. Like, you have to meet with our legal team today. you got to clear your schedule. 
Um, you know, we're going to do a conference call. It's going to be, we don't know how long it's going to be. We're going to have to go through these notes with you, this documentation, and see why it is that you did what you did and said what you said and changed what you said and why did you change it? I mean, they're, they're basically uh, yeah, what trying did you to do. They're trying to pin it on my former boss, which mm. as much as I did not like that woman, this is not entirely her fault. Working like people who, who don't do this kind of work, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, whenever you don't do something, you don't understand the context of the situation and how difficult it can be or how things that seem so obvious from, you know, 50,000 feet away when you're in the moment are just like snap decisions that you're making. This person, um, not my former boss, the person who killed himself. The easiest way to explain it is he felt like it was his mission to die. He was severely schizophrenic. No amount of medication seemed to help. Um, and he had a long history of attempts to escape from, this, from the facility, attempts to kill himself, attempts to hurt other people, maybe even kill other people. Like, it, he was on, like, as high a level of security and as high a level of watch as there could be. But whenever you're around someone like that, over time, you start to get developed burnout on that person. And... You know, that might sound awful, but like that's just kind of the nature of the job. And we live in an area of the country that has generally underfunded mental health facilities. Um, and I, there are certainly issues with this everywhere, sort of like, you know, contracting to the lowest bidder kind of deals. But it's very bad in, in the southern United States. And so everyone who was working with him just kind of got tired and started to, to be a little lax with mm -hmm. their documentation, a little lax with their procedures, a little lax with their precautions. So to pin it on any one person is not correct. I mean, they're going to do it anyways. That's how the legal system works. You find a scapegoat, you pin the blame on them. They suffer the consequences. You move on and you don't have to make any systemic change. But, you know, I had to go through for hours. It took like five, five and a half hours today. Like right before lunch, I was like, um, they, they told me and they cleared my schedule for the afternoon and I got lunch and I went into um, my boss's office and we hopped on a conference call for the rest of the day. <laughs> so that's that's one of my stories. It's just like, man, <laughs> that sucks. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that ever again. So, story two. Story three, my, uh, I get home today. I'm sitting on the couch in my living room, petting the dog, and he's one of, one of, my, one of our dogs, and he's laying on his back on the couch. And it looks like, you know, he's, he needs a bath. He's dirty, and it's like, oh, do you have, like, something on your fur? Like, do you have something on your skin? Like, is it just dirt? So, like, picking at some stuff, making sure it's not ticks or... He's not gotten scratched up or anything. And my kid walks in and he goes, why are you, why are you poking at his udders? Oh, no. Now, we have had the sex talk with my kid and we are very, like, open with him about things. I've had conversations with him. Well, I, I, I say I, we, Katie and I have had conversations with him about things like gender, sexuality, being gay, um, 
kind of dipping our toes. He's, he's still only nine. It's not that he's dumb, but sometimes it's really hard to explain things to him because he doesn't have context. But, mm-hmm. you know, we have dipped our toes into, you know, what it is to be a trans person and, um, you know, treating people of different religious beliefs with respect or even if they have no religious beliefs and, you know, like all of this stuff. So it's like he's had the sex talk, like he's had, you know, but it's like he 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 just asks this question and Katie's sitting there and she's talking to me about my day and we go on this tangent for almost an hour that's like well buddy he doesn't have udders dogs don't have udders cows and sheep and a few other animals have udders he has nipples just like you do just like daddy just like mommy you want to see <laughs> sorry sorry and um uh, and then somehow the, I'm going, I'm sorry. A little bit. And somehow that turns into like, well, why don't why don't dogs have udders? Why don't humans have udders? Well, because they have nipples and breasts and it's well, what's the difference in breasts and and udders? And we somehow get around to the fact that like he was breastfed as a baby, you know, mm-hmm. like many, many, many children, most of children throughout history have been breastfed. And that blew his goddamn mind. And we talked about that for half an hour, 40 minutes. He was like, well, why? Does that mean I milked you? We fucking (laughs) lost it. And like, you know, he's asking innocent questions and we're trying so hard not to like bust out laughing, but it is hilarious, you know, teachable moments. It's like, does does that mean I milked you? Why would I do that? It's like, no, buddy, that's not how that works. And every time he would say like, udders. I'm like, well, so you know, some, some, sometimes you think of them like that. There's certain segments of the internet, but I'm like, I can't say that to my nine-year-old. <laughs> I can't tell him about that. He's not ready. Oh, he's not ready for the anime convention and seeing the furries running around. No, that's something we haven't had a com- had, had had a conversation about yet. So that one, you know, less detailed of a story, but. It's just, it was genuinely nearly an hour. Like, I got home, I had, I had put soup in the crock pot today, so it was in the crock pot, and when I came home, I, I t- put some rice on to have mm-hmm. to add a little extra sort of volume and bulk to the soup, and the rice, like, finished and then sat on the stove while we had this conversation. Like, it sat there for so long, it started to get cold, <laughs> which kind of didn't is, matter. This it was is what you need a rice cooker. Yeah, but, you know, it was just like kids one of our friends was over and like she heard this entire conversation and i look at her and i'm like so do you still want kids so uh how do you feel about your orders (laughs) god hannah would would respond pretty well to that actually she would take that in stride but i did not say that but it's like so do you still want kids and she goes "Mm, i'm having second thoughts I'm like, you will have this conversation or one like it with your child. All children have, like, asked questions like this. She goes, so you guys handled it really well. I was like, well, thanks. Uh, now, so. while, while you were talking about udders, uh, and Go on. Thereof, I've been uh, poking around the internet, and I'm sure Logitech loves the news today. Or have you seen that one? No. Okay, uh, so have you heard about the Submersible that uh, is tr- uh, missing around the wreck of the Titanic. No. Okay. 
backing up further, there is a tourist company that sends a submersible down for tours of the wreck of the Titanic, costing a quarter million dollars each. All right. So rich assholes. Of course. And, well, they've gone missing. Oh, and- no. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but uh, it's basically kind of uh, the news cycle has gotten uh, this laser focus on this company that has had some dubious history, such as uh, the founder of the company uh, uh, filed multiple lawsuits because uh, he didn't like all the regulation that his company was having to uh, yeah, uh, be put under. Because Right? Of course. Mind you, uh, he's also the one that was piloting the sub, so... Alright. Well, it came out that the sub was entirely piloted by a Logitech PlayStation-style controller. Like, a- like, oh! I did see, like, I saw something about this, and I was like, huh, yeah. I'll come back I- to that later, and I haven't. Yeah, and I bet Love- Logitech just absolutely loves all this press co- coverage on their shitty little, like, PS3 PC controller. Uh, I, I saw one of those. I had one of those controllers many years ago. Uh, and, oh, and he also ho- had it hooked up to either Bluetooth or the little dongle. Yeah. Because that they showed, you know, like, uh, he was sitting in the uh, uh, sub, and it's like, press the p- uh, power button, and it turns the sub on, and it connects to the controller. And he's talking about how all... I mean, it's a slightly modified. He, he like, glued some joysticks to it. And, uh, to the thumbsticks to you know, have a little finer control, I guess. But I'm just yeah. sitting here thinking, I wonder if they're missing because they forgot to charge the controller. Oh, jeez. My, my dark sense of humor is just sitting here thinking, what if it wasn't some sort of catastrophic failure and, yo, know, they got crushed like a, you know, a pop can? Uh... Or a beer can on a fraternity uh, uh, brother's head, right? Yeah. Uh, what if they're down there in the dark because they forgot to charge the controller? And they had, uh, from the sounds of it, this sub has no backup systems. There's no, like, uh, buoy or... Uh, they, they communicated to the surface via text message. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, by SMS text messages. And on some of the BBC articles, uh, uh, talking about uh, the reporters that that, uh, took, like, earlier voyages to uh, him showing off the the technology, them losing communication is a normal thing, which, no, that's not normal. You're you're going down a few few miles. That's not normal. And also... um, he, uh, the, the, the bubble, oh, he, uh, I, own, I owned one of those. I bought it in 2014. Uh, They're it, still selling them on Amazon. Yeah. For a whole $15. Although, yeah. Although his is a wireless version. So, <laughs> but yeah, a $15 controller, essentially controlling a submersible because right. Yep. 
That seems like such a bad idea. <laughs> that sounds like an awful idea, but that does sound like something that someone do would do. Uh, and, was... and, and there's also this kind of irony of the hubris of man uh, uh, causing more casualties at the wreck of the fucking Titanic. Right? Yeah. Poetic justice. Uh, although, honestly, I, I think the most likely thing is that uh, the uh, sub just failed, that there was a Capstar failure, because there was also reports of the bubble that was used to, uh, in the uh, you know, front window of the, uh, the sub to... Uh, the company would not certify it down below, like, a thousand meters because of the experimental design of the sub. Yeah. And it just... Mm-hmm. Still, it would be funny if, you know, uh, they get down there and the controller runs out of power and that's that's it, right? Yeah. No backups. Or even if it didn't run out of power, it just malfunctioned in some way. Yeah, because it's also, you know, one, it's not even one of the really good Logitech controllers, which I know, Logitech has some, essentially their budget line and then their not-so-budget line that's Slightly less shit. And I can say that because I have Logitech stuff here sitting in front of me. And it could get frustrating at times. I too am using a Logitech mouse and keyboard. You and I have the mm-hmm. same keyboard. I bought my keyboard yeah. after I saw yours and really liked it. Um, although I'm using... I've not had any trouble with the, with the keyboard. I've had, had trouble with the mouse occasionally. The software just being a little disagreeable. Yeah. But I, I'm, just, the... I'm just sitting here thinking... What if the controller died? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the uh, 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 they would only certify the uh, the bubble to a depth of oh, sorry, thirteen hundred meters due to the experimental design of the viewport, which was uh, out of the pressure vessel for humans occupancy standards. OceanGate refused to pay for the manufacturer to build the viewport. And would uh, that would beat the required depth of four thousand meters and went to a different place because right? Yeah, I am. I am never gonna go under the ocean like that. I'm not like I'm not afraid of the ocean or of water, but it, like I'm. I guess I should say I'm not gonna intentionally do something that stupid if I don't have to. Like that feels ignorant to me. Like to to do that to take a weird little experimental sub down you know, to the bottom of the ocean to look at the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Although, I do have to admit, it, it, there was some funny comments about imagine go, going into a life situation with the Player 2 controller. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh. Why, why did bad cats have to fold? This would have been perfect for them. Yes. Have one of their weird ass controllers controlling the sub. Although Bad Cats would at least had a wired controller, because if I recall correctly, I've never had a Bad Cats wireless controller that actually functioned. Yeah, same. I had a couple for console, um, but they didn't. They didn't work. Mm-hmm. I remember. I'm not sure if it was Mad Cats, but my first kind of introduction to wireless controllers was using uh, infrared controllers and you know you had to hold it like the per- uh, perfect angle 
Uh, and that it just still wouldn't work. Yeah. I think that's why I kind of held on to wired controllers for so long is that I had so many bad experiences that, you know, whenever I had, you know, actually good wireless controllers, it felt like black magic there for a while. It kind of, but sometimes, uh, especially with some of the motion controls on the Switch, it still feels a little bit like black magic, you know, like, uh, you know, like I'm gaslighting windows or something. Hey, I see what you did there. Oh. All right. Are you ready? We've we've been uh going going off for like what, 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, I think so. So, time for a short show. Yeah, what's recording time at, Craig? Can I You start at 9:55, so it's been almost an hour. Well, that'll get us back to some uh Franken content. Well, we yeah, we had Franken content, but boy howdy, I it's stories. <laughs> stories tonight. Oh, oh, I do have one other short story real quick. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to be a uh, a cat grandpa. Nice. Uh, so a month ago, uh, inadvertently adopted a cat because you know half starved cat showed up on the back porch and decided uh, uh, let it in and you know, I mean she was way 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 underweight. Yeah, you know, uh, just pra- practically scanning buns. Well, it turns out um. She also smuggled in some kittens along uh, the way because she was like two weeks along pregnant. So, you know, going to have some fun times in a couple weeks, right? Nice. No idea what we're going to do with the kittens just yet. Knows uh, that she has at least one, maybe two or three. She's also really still tiny, so I guess we'll see about that one. So there is that, which you have kind of suspected that she was pregnant uh, for quite a while because... You know, she's a little rotund uh, in certain places, but not like uh, one of my other cats that's just fat. Uh, she's not rotund all around, you know? Yeah. And couldn't really tell whenever we first got her, because, you know, kids already still have kind of that paunch, and she was uh, so underweight it was hard to tell if it was just, you know, like loose skin or what. But, yeah, that's going to be fun. Anita gets to experience the miracle, or. Because she's <laughs> never had a pregnant cat before. I have. Uh, it could either uh, be uh, really easy or really really difficult. There's no in-between. So if in a couple weeks we ha- uh, have a very short show, likely a cat decided to interrupt the Tuesday recording because of course, right? Of course. I'm never, I've never had a pregnant cat. Pregnant uh, dogs, yes. Pregnant cat, no. I've... I've had a cat give birth in my bedroom when I was a, a teenager. Uh, actually got into some of my like, chest of drawers, ripped up uh, some books in there, and gave birth in there overnight. <laughs> uh, and actually, I did not wake up to that. And she was actually very stealthy about it. So... 